Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. So we get into the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives. It's powerful, is it not? Have you ever wondered how the world's going to end? I know a lot of people do. You know, we have movies about it. We have uh, science fiction about it. But the Bible is a book that speaks with authority and clarity about the end of the world. And today, as we're continuing in 2 Peter, Peter gives us some apt descriptions, some prophecies that, as you think about it, would have never been possible in his day, but somehow we understand it now. We see it now. And it's interesting in Scripture, usually, you know, the writers understood what they were talking about, but there are times they didn't know what they were talking about. There were times they told us things that God revealed to them that they may not have understood themselves, and it's interesting how we see it coming true today. Let's go ahead and look at 2 Peter. We'll read the context just to get the, the of the verses we've been going over the last few days just to see uh, how this sets up, and then we'll get into what it's going to be like. Here we go. Know this first of all that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. Indeed, we've talked about this. You've probably heard people do this, uh, mock, say, Oh, people have always said Christ is coming back. They've always thought that they're the generation. And so we do get mocked for this, but Let's look at what the Lord says. When they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, that's an important phrase here, by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water. This is talking about the creation. All right? It hasn't always been the same. There was a supernatural creation by God shown to us in the book of Genesis through which the world was at that, at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. This is the judgment of Noah's time, when God regretted that he made mankind because the earth had become filled with violence and immorality. And so he regretted that he made man, and he flooded the earth. He brought a judgment upon the world. But by his, by his word, here we, that same phrase, remember I told you it's important, by his word the world was created, and by his word the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of destruction, of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. This is what our, this is what the future of the earth holds. Now, for some of us, the second coming will be a glorious event. If you're in Christ, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're if you if he's receive if you've received him and the forgiveness of his of your sins through faith in him, then we'll be raptured, we'll be taken to heaven, we'll be taken to glory, and we will avoid these we won't be here for these last judgments. But my goodness, this day this second coming will also be a day of judgment. This is what it says right here. It will be the present earth is reserved for fire, and it will be kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. Boy, I sure wouldn't want to be one of them. I sure wouldn't want to have that be my, my end. 
I, the thought of a fire, that's a scary thing. We used to live in California where there would be, you know, these big fires would would uh, come up and they could spread quickly and they were so destructive. And so we're warned here that this is what it will be. But he doesn't just say it once. Look at, let's look at some of the other descriptions he has here in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. He says, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire. Verse 10, the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. Verse 12, looking for and hasting the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning, and the elements will melt with intense heat. You see this, these same phrases coming up again and again, burning, intense heat, the elements destroyed, destruction. What, what is that? How could the earth be burned up? How could the heavens, the, the skies be burnt up? How could the elements melt? Well, of course, in our day and age, we understand how this could happen. We we see this. We we saw you know we've seen nuclear destruction before, uh, and and when there's nuclear destruction, that's exactly what happens. Things are burnt up beyond imagination. The heavens, the earth, the, it's like the elements melt, just like Peter wrote over two thousand years ago. Could this have happened in his day? Could this have been something that that? he would have even almost understood what he was writing about? I tend to think not. Now, some people take this more figuratively because, and especially any historical commentator who would have written, you know, before the 1940s, would have probably written of this as something metaphorical. But again, we now live in a time where we don't need to do that. Something that would have been thought impossible 70 years ago is now is no longer is. And so this is how Peter says the earth is going to end. Now he mentions here that we should look for and hasten the, this day. Believers, you and I ought to be looking forward to this day. I don't know, that's kind of a really? Yes. This will be the day of, shall we say, of God's triumph. This will be the day in which God destroys ungodliness. This will be the day in which righteousness will reign and prevail ultimately. We, we seek to live day by day, and, and in our own circumstances, we want to prevail and overcome evil with good, as it says in Romans chapter 12. But this is the day in which all evil will be destroyed. Ungodly men will be destroyed. The earth and its works will be destroyed. And righteousness will prevail in a new heavens and a new earth. This is the day when, shall we say, we won't need to be praying that serenity prayer. Lord, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change because everything is going to be put right by God. Not just the little things within our control, but the big things of worldwide. So we look forward to that day. We we want to hasten it. We pray, oh, come Lord Jesus. Now tomorrow we're going to talk about why it hasn't come yet. 
And tomorrow we're going to talk about how do we hasten it or how do we, how do we hasten it. But one thing I do want to, I think that is incumbent upon us in light of the fact that this is how the world will end, how ought we to be living now? Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says this, For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17. Let's never forget that. We're called to live as as citizens of heaven who ultimately have an eternal value system. Now, we live in a world, and there's things we have to do in our world, and we don't just re, you know, reject everything in the world by any means. Uh, you know, I mean, you've got to earn a living. You've got to live somewhere and things of this nature, of course. And even Timothy tells us God has given us things in this world to even to enjoy. But let's be careful and let's never forget that this world is passing away. And there are some things that will last forever and some things that won't. Things that last a long time tend to have greater value. You know, the, you've heard the old phrase, uh, uh, diamonds are forever. And so you expect to pay a lot of money for a diamond. Some things last forever and they have great value. Some things less so. If you were to buy a car and you were told, you know, you, you could drive this car for the next 10 or 15 years, you'd expect to pay more than if the salesman said, you know, this car, you know, it probably lasts you another year before you have to junk it. That's true of life. The choices we make, we want them to be eternal. We want them to be lasting. The longer the choices we make, the values we put into things that are lasting, all the much better. And so Paul tells us, if you can see it, it's temporal. If you can see it, it's temporal. I look around where I'm at right now, my house is temporal. My car is temporal. My clothes are temporal. The thing, money's temporal. So many things that we live for, and we need a house and a car and money, but they're temporal. Let's never forget that. They're not last. They're one day they're going to be burnt up and melted with intense heat. There are some things that are eternal. God is eternal. Your soul is eternal. The word of God is eternal. The souls of others are eternal. These are things that we should focus on. These are things that we want to make sure. Don't neglect those. It's so easy to live only for what we see when the things we can't see are the things that matter most and the things that as Christians we're called to build in that eternal kingdom. There will be a reward. There will be a reward for those who have this eternal value system and who live consistently with valuing the things that will last forever. Again, God, your soul, the souls of others, the Word of God, These are things that are eternal, and these are things we want to elevate in our value system. Father in heaven, we thank you that you have given us eternal life. And we live in a world that you tell us is going to be burnt up. It's going to be destroyed with intense heat. 
the elements themselves will melt, the heavens and the earth, all that's seen will perish, all that's seen is will be gone, and you're going to give us a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness will dwell, in which Jesus, you will dwell as the king. We look forward to that. We say, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. We look forward to that. We thank you that you will put right all that's wrong. You will hold accountable all that those who have mocked you and flaunted your word and, and, and rebelled against you. We thank you that even we believers who have been forgiven, we, that will be our day of reward. Indeed, Father, we just are reminded today that we live for that day. Jesus, you said, store for yourselves treasures in heaven, rewards in heaven where moth and rust won't destroy, thieves won't break in and steal. That's the day of our reward. Any, any good blessing we have here on earth now, Lord, that's just icing on the cake. That's your kindness and mercy. The, the real stuff is yet to come. We thank you and we bless you. Help us this day to live this day in light of that day. Help us, Lord, to look to the things that are not seen. Today, I pray we'd be people who honor our God. I pray, pray, pray we'd be people who see more than just bodies. We'd see souls of people who are, who, that will last forever. And I pray, Father, we'd be people of the Word of God, the truth of God. Jesus, you said heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of God is eternal. It lasts forever. And so we build our lives on it. And we know for doing so, there'll be a great reward. We bless you. We love you. We thank you for this truth to guide our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, it's exciting to think about, is it not? And it's easy to forget. It's exciting to think about our future, and it's easy to forget it. Because we all the time we see things. And what matters most, Jesus says, is not seen. That's why we must have the discipline to make commitments and carry them out to remind ourselves of what matters. That's one of the reasons we're here every day in the Word of God. And I encourage you to get in the Word of God because the Word of God is eternal. It'll last forever. Its truths last forever. The things it tells us will last forever. And so we're in this surrounded by this world of sight of that which is temporal, we want to live for that which is eternal. And so I hope you join us regularly. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you subscribe, hit that notify button, like the video, share this with your friends. And of course, all of us, all of us, I hope that you will be blessed. And I hope you'll share this with your friends as well. Be here every day. Many of us have made a commitment to come every day. Many of us have made a commitment to be here every day. It's the start of a new school year. Good time to make new decisions, new commitments. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with grace, fill you with his love, and might he help you remember what counts most in life is what will count in eternity. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.